So the first reading for today comes from Romans chapter 4, verse 13 to 18. It was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be the heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. For if those who depend on the law are heirs, faith means nothing and the promise is worthless, because the law brings wrath, and where there is no law there is no transgression. Therefore the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. Against all hope, Abraham is hope believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him so shall your offspring be. The second reading comes from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 to 22. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of this household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. more bacon and eggs. (laughs) Better Together, that's what we're looking at, Better Together. Here we are in our series of uh, Better Together. We've looked at one father, one faith, and today we're celebrating one family. It's good to be the family of God together in this place from from our congregation, isn't it? Isn't that a wonderful feel in the place today? A beautiful sense of fellowship. And it's very important that, you know, we celebrate and understand that we're one family here at the Epping Church of Christ, but we're not the only... The family of God goes beyond 31 Bridge Street. There's family of God meeting on the corner over here. There's family of God when you go down the hill and run into the Baptist. There's family of God when you go down past the Alliance Church and over the hill and past the Brethren Assembly Hall and on the top of the hill, there's the Uniting Church. The family of God meets in all kinds of places and they will even meeting in Katoomba last week with the mighty ukulele convention happening. And, uh, you know, with Ellie Kate and the band all getting it happening. And here's the family of God that meets in the mountains. All right, that's us doing a celebration service and uh, all the happy, joyful people uh, playing the instrument of the Lord. <laughs> no doubt about it. <coughs> If you're a Hebrew scholar like I am, um, it, the instrument is ukulele. Uh, <laughs> it takes all kinds. That woman is blowing into something there, not quite sure what that thing is. It looks like a kazoo on steroids. Uh, i got no idea what's happening. But they all came for a big strum along. Hey, isn't that great? 
Steve Chong preached the gospel. I'm sure why this thing is not uh, behaving itself. There he goes. He's such a shy and self-effacing man. I had to edit about 100 photos to get his head out of them. Uh, and Steve came. And our aim was to really just to share uh, some good news about Jesus. We expected the people in the building not to be religious and not to be church, but we just wanted to bring the credibility of Christ. The credibility of Christ. We need to lift that up. And so I knew Steve would be a great job at communicating. He spoke about Mary, the anointing of Jesus' feet. And uh, it was just, it was pretty fabulous. His, two of his sons came and they led the prayer at the end. People came out for prayer, being led by little ones. And uh, isn't that just amazing, ministering in that way? Of course, uh, the fan club of our band got right up the front and rushed in and got their spots. I think they really liked Eliza's voice. Not so sure about my playing, but didn't matter. Okay, next slide. What is going on? There he is, the quiet one. Um, two ladies from, go back. Two ladies from Germany, the one on the left, when we played the song, I'll Fly Away, she doesn't really have it. She just kept crying for the whole service. Her German friend uh, had come last year. She was on the one on the left, was out on a, uh, a trip. She said, of all the things you've got to go to at the Katoomba Ukulele Festival, you've got to go to St Hilda's church service. It was great last year. It's going to be great this year. And I don't know why, but maybe she'd suffered some loss, but we did the old gospel song, I'll Fly Away to Glory. And she just started crying. And as I met her at the door at the end of the service, she was still crying and moved by the power of God in her life. And uh, you can see in the church news about not now but later, there's a lot of good feedback uh, from people that came. Next slide. Here we go. More happy faces. Praying for people. Isn't that great? Oh, yes. There we go. There we are. The Lord's anointed. Yes. See, it's the quiet shirt brigade that attends these things. Men's lows. Lowe's menswear does a great business just before a festival. $9.99 buys you a whole lot of horror to wear, I can tell you that. <laughs> so this is a part of, you see, we're a part of the salvation story of God. That's what the family of God, we are just a segment of it. God's people are everywhere. We had an elders retreat on Friday night and yesterday. And as we went past, there was another group of people uh, who love God, and they are charismatic Catholics. And they were doing things very differently to what they were, but they were singing and playing with all their hearts and stuff like that. Seemed to be loving Jesus to me. And you see, this isn't all a part. We're a part of the family of God. It's not only the family of God here, but the family of God globally. Anyone who loves and follows Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Isn't it good to be part of the family of God? So we're not the only Christians. We're... Oh, my goodness. Read the website again. <laughs> We're Christians only. That's it. And we just love people. We just love them. And so when we read the scriptures, we go back to where this all, where did God's family really have its, um, its, beginning, its beginning point? And we come across the person of Abraham. So open up your scriptures. Open up the little reading that we had. We're in Romans chapter 4. We're looking at the big salvation story of God's family. And we're starting off with Abraham, who was particularly called to go and start a nation. Let's have a look at verse 13 again. It was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be the 
heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. For those who depend on the law are heirs. Faith means nothing. And the promise is worthless because the law brings wrath. And where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, the promise of God comes by faith so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring. Who is that? Think about the salvation story. Abraham begins this, this journey, this nation. He's called from the era of the Chaldees to go over and begin this, this people of God over in Palestine. He travels over. Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are in the law, but to those who have faith, the faith of Abraham, which of course we do. He is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. That's our church. Father of many nations. And so God's plan of salvation was to go through Abraham and then, of course, through the Jewish nation. And then Jesus, centered on Jesus, comes as, uh, as Messiah. And then he commissions his disciples to go into all the world and make disciples even to the ends of the earth, where we are here in Australia, the ends of the earth. And so that is what has happened. And so God's plan of salvation was going to go beyond the Jewish nation. It was going to be pressing out to, to, the, to the global. That's why it's really important that we constantly keep our focus as a church on reaching out to our neighbourhood, our multicultural neighbourhood, and also to the, all the peoples of the world. We, can be, uh, we come here to be built up and we go out to be sent out and to really make an impact for God in the world. And so the father of many nations uh, pushing through. And of course, there is Abraham, central figure in Christianity, but also in Judaism, uh, also in the Islamic tradition. They know that Abraham is a significant person. Of course, I avoided, never went to Sunday school. Um, we weren't a religious family. Uh, but when I came into the church, there was a song about Father Abraham. Had many sons. Many sons had father. How many people know that song? Stand up. Because I don't. I don't. Come on, Grace, you stand up. Our song leader was going to sit down. You're a song leader. You're not going to be sitting down. Now, who's going to give us a starting note? I will. Father Abraham has many sons. Many sons had father. I don't know the rest. Keep going. All right, sit there. Ridiculous. And what is it like the hokey pokey, is it? Is it like the spiritual hokey pokey? Is that what it is? And we all turn around and stuff. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I've got nothing to say about that. We are the children of Abraham. We share the same faith as Jehovah God called us to follow. Same as Abraham, by grace and not by works. Not by works. And we, we come and we find that the salvation, the great salvation story of God uh, comes and it focuses our attention and it, it finds, of course, its central, central point of Jesus. 
And when we read John's Gospel, I've been reading John's Gospel in my private readings. And it says, Yet to all who did receive him, John chapter 1, verse 12, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, not national, but supernatural. Children born not of descent, nor of a husband's desire or a husband's will, but born of God. And so that's us, the big salvation story, being a part of the family of God, coming down from Abraham, coming right through to Messiah. But the whole point of the Jewish nation, they were meant to be a light to the nations. And the whole point of God's plan and salvation, of course, was to bring the nations of the world into a knowledge of God. And, of course, the climax of that uh, is found in Revelation. And so when we say that we are a multi-ethnic or a multi-congregation, and you think, wow, where did we get that vision? I didn't come up with it. That's not my vision, you know, not my vision for the church, for us to be a multicultural, multi-ethnic church. It's whose vision? It's God's vision. God's plan for the world is for the world to be reached for Jesus and to spend eternity with the Holy Father at praising the Lord. Isn't that a great idea? So when we see that and we say, what does that look like? It's challenging. It's challenging. It's difficult for us. We've got to step up. We've got to work hard. We've got to give all we can. We've got to serve in the best way that we can. But when, of course, when we, uh, when we come to the book of Revelation, this is God's version of heaven. This is what the family of God together looks like in the long run. One family, one future. Next week. Thanks, Ben. After this I looked, and there before me, Revelation chapter 7. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude. Huge family of God. No one could count. From every nation, tribe, people, and language... Standing before the throne and before the Lamb, they were wearing white robes, which doesn't mean purity. It means victory. No. That's what it means here, victory. They were wearing victory robes. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches. We all know, reminiscent of all of that. And they cried out in a loud voice, all together, this multi-ethnic, this large group of people from everywhere, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. That is the salvation story of God. That is the ultimate family of God gathering. That's the big family of God gathering. And we're going to be a part of that. We're going to be a part of this whopping great throng of people. And uh, we're going to be celebrating that. Now turn your eyes to the Ephesians passage. We're going to make a few comments about that. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 19 to 20. Get your Lego block out. Where's my Lego block? Back right pocket. Got your Lego block? Didn't you get a Lego? Everyone get a Lego block? Everyone get ripped off? Didn't get a Lego block? Get your Lego block. Got your Lego block? I'm going to get a big Lego block. The big reveal. I know. I got a great Lego block. Got a Lego block. Okay. 
this one happy little Lego block person, no gender, just a person. <laughs> and uh, this is a happy little Lego block, but this Lego block says to itself all the time, you know, I, I kind of like being, you know, I, and I, I know I'm a Lego block, but I don't really want to be with other Lego blocks. I like doing my own thing. I've got my own rhythms. I've got my own style, my own faith. And I just like to be out in the world as a sort of a, like a little Lego person all by myself doing my own thing. And, you know, I know there's other Legos out there, but I'm not really interested in that. I just want to do my own thing. But when we look at Lego, what do we know? What's it designed for? It's designed to be connected. It's designed, okay, that's such an attractive structure, wouldn't you agree? That's a really attract, that's a wonderful, attractive structure. And as we look at the Lego block, this wonderful, attractive structure, you know, it says, oh, you know, I look all right, I'm okay by myself. Not designed to be by itself. Designed to be connected. We kid ourselves if we, if we look at ourselves and look at our lives and think, yeah, I could just go out there and be a single Christian. I could just be a Christian out there by myself. I don't need to be connected to the church. I don't need to be connected to brothers and sisters. I don't need to be connected to the gathering of God's people. I'm just happy doing my own thing. It's okay. I can be my own little Lego person out there in the spiritual world. But now that when we, when we look at this, we can see by looking at it, it's designed as to be connected. It's designed as to be supported. It's designed as to support other people. It's designed to be shoulder to shoulder with other Lego people. Uh, figuratively speaking. And because I constructed this marvellous thing here, it's there like that. That's where it belongs. It belongs shoulder to shoulder. It belongs being a part of something grand. You see, we kid ourselves. We're called to be something bigger than just the individual who has faith. We're designed to be called together. And as we read our scripture here, consequently, you're no longer foreigners and strangers, but you have a look at verse 19. Fellow citizens with God's people. Fellow citizens. People also members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Jesus Christ himself, the chief cornerstone. That's the foundations of the church. You can see a foundation stone of our church building outside of you. It says the foundation stone of this church was laid in 19 whatever it was. The foundation stone of this church was laid when Jesus Christ came into the world and called people to himself. And build a church that nothing can destroy and the gates of hell cannot destroy. Nothing can destroy the work and the, the power of God and the, and the moving forward of God's. The building here was built in 1920-something, but the people of God, we are the church. We are the church. We're grateful for our building. But we are the church. So Jesus is the chief cornerstone. And what does that mean? What does it mean, a cornerstone? In those days when they had a cornerstone, uh, the cornerstone was put into a building and it was absolutely, it had to be perfect because they would look along the side of the cornerstone and they would line the entire building up from the corner. That's how they did it. Had to be perfect. Had to be absolutely and utterly square. And so they would look aligned. And then they would get the wall of the building and they would look up, up that way and the building would be aligned that way. 
and aligned this way. So the height of the building and the, and the scale of the building and the angle of the building, it was built from and on the chief cornerstone. And so that's what it's like as a family of God as we read on there. It says, Jesus himself, the chief cornerstone, there were other cornerstones, but not as important because this is the one from, the, from which the whole building gets alignment. Friends, that's what God's called us to do. We must have alignment with Jesus Christ. We need to be gathering together. We need to be bound together. We need to be side by side. There's, there's a bigger purpose than just being individuals floating out there in the ether. We're called to be a part of the family of God. In him, the whole body is joined together and rises to become holy. And grab your Lego. We're going to read your Lego together. Got your Lego? Together, we're going to read our Legos. Are we ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. In him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. So what are we doing? We are being built together. We're becoming the dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. And so as one family, we are connected. Brothers and sisters, you're designed to be connected. You're designed to be shoulder to shoulder with people. You're designed to be in situations where you will need support. Someone's got to get under you and support you and lift you up, be the wind beneath your wings. There are times when people are going to have to lean on you and put some pressure on you and be on you like that because that's how God's designed us. We're designed and the cohesion that we have together is the spirit of God, the spirit of God that we share who builds us up into a great house. And the great family of God built together, of course, goes on forever. Uh, there are, of course, family traits. Every family has traits. Some people have got big noses. Some people, like our family, have got beautiful faces. Uh, you know, we've all got our own things. We've got family. And you go to some places and they've got bizarre eating rituals. You know, you think, wow, wow, I'm so glad I came for tea. What is that? You know, some people eat strange things. They look strange and all these kinds of things. The family of God has got characteristics as well. So what are we meant to look like? What are we meant to look like? These are the cultures that we have, the way that we do things. This is what the Bible says. We're members of one another. We're devoted to one another. We honor one another. We're, we're being of the same mind. We love and edify one another. We accept one another. Uh, at Katoomba last week, there was a man who came in in a dress. And when I asked him his name, he gave me two female names. He had cat's ears on. And he was welcomed. And he was loved by that church. And nobody condemned him. And nobody ushered him out. Because they just said, that's a precious person for whom Jesus died. And we're going to help them on the journey of their personhood. I'm just wondering if that person turned up in a dress and cat's ears into this congregation here this morning, would they be loved and welcomed? Would we be courageous enough to love anybody and everybody who comes through this door in Jesus' name? Can I have some, someone say something? Yes. Jesus loves that person as much as he loves me and as much as he loves you. We're all in different parts of our journey of life. Life's messy. And it's difficult. 
So we instruct one another, we greet one another, we wait for one another. That's the reference from Corinthians. Except for when church has got to start at 9.30, we just start. (laughs) Yeah, no amen there, I tell you that. (laughs) We care for one another. We're to serve one another. We're to carry each other's burdens. We're to bear with one another because we're pains in the neck. We're to be kind to one another. We're to submit to one another. We're to esteem one another. We're to encourage one another. We're to confess our sins to one another. Um, Just turn to the person next to you and uh, tell them that... No. (laughs) Five minutes of confession. We're going to pray for one another. offer hospitality to one another. We have fellowship with one another because we are better together. We are one family. There's an anointing coming out of the screen there. That's what the anointing looks like when it comes through a projector. It's like powerful. We are designed to be together, built on the foundation of Jesus Christ and the apostles and the prophets. We are designed to be together, shoulder to shoulder, supporting, needing support, gathering together, doing life together, being bound together by the Holy Spirit because we are better together. We are better together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we are better together. Lord, sow this truth into our mind today. Straight out of the scriptures, Lord, we are children of Abraham by faith through Jesus Christ, a global family and eternal family. And Lord, here we are. They're the characteristics of our family. May we walk and talk and practice the family characteristics of what it's meant to be, the family of God in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.